Hey y'all, it's Ashley, and today we are going to talk about what else there is beyond blogging <laughs> for freelance writers. I'm really looking forward to diving into this with you because I've been getting a lot of questions about this stuff lately. You're listening to Copy Chatter, the podcast where we talk about all things writing business. We're having a conversation here about freelance writing and freelance writers, and you are invited. Let's chat about business, marketing, dealing with clients, mindset issues, copy tips, and rolling with the changes. We'll also delve into what's going on with this particular writer as I grow and build my own business. Ready to talk shop? It's time for some copy chatter. So first of all, I want to say that um, if you have really good ears, you might notice that I'm working with a different microphone today. Yes, it's true. I have a new microphone. This one is actually a downgrade <laughs> from the one that I usually use. Um, it is, at the time of this recording, it is summer. We're like in the middle of summer and actually we're not. We're kind of at the beginning. We're in the front third of summer and my family is going to be doing a bunch of traveling. We're going like all over the place this summer to go visit some extended family here and extended family there and, you know, all over the place. And I thought I really did not want to take my 10 pound microphone with me <laughs> everywhere I go. I don't know if it's actually 10 pounds or not. It's probably like eight pounds, six, wouldn't surprise me. It's pretty heavy and it takes a lot of space in my suitcase and it takes up a lot of the weight restrictions. Um, so I thought I'm gonna look for something that is smaller and lighter and more easily portable and, um, so I am working with a new microphone. If you are curious about my tech setup for the podcast, let me know. I would be happy to yammer on and on and on about all my equipment. <laughs> um, I am far from a tech, audio tech nerd, but I do appreciate good sound. So um, so there we have it. Um, yes. Anyway, so today we are talking about what there is for freelance writers beyond blog posts. And the good news is that there is a whole lot <laughs> beyond blog posts. I teach as a teacher, as a teacher, the teachery things that I teach are to, um, I teach my writers how to get started with freelance writing, focusing on blog posts, because um, to me that it's a good fairly natural starting point for a lot of people. We are all familiar with blog posts, we've read them, so we're familiar with the, you know, the format. That makes it easier to get started. Blog posts are small projects. They are kind of, they're like low risk for our clients and for us. Um, you're not gonna dump 20 hours into a blog post and then have it not work out, for example. So so that's that's a big part of why I like them. The barrier to entry is really low. The risk is really low and it's a great way to get started and to get your foot in the door. So that's what I teach. And there are people out there who have other writing courses and they would say that I'm wrong. <laughs> um, and to them I say, well, you know, it's all about um, what your focus is. You're not gonna get rich off writing blog posts. It's true, but you're also not gonna get rich off copywriting if you never get started. And I think blog posts are a great way to get started, period. And it's not even, a, I just want to walk that back. It's not about getting rich. <laughs> now, a lot of people go into it because they want to make a, a ton of money, which is fine. Um, that's not why I went into it. It's not why a lot of my students go into it. But um, it is also, it's hard to replace a good full-time income just on blog posts. It can be done, but it's uh, 
tough. <laughs> Not many people can make it work. So what is there beyond blog posts? I get this question. I think I've said this already. I get this question a lot from writers who, it's actually a great question because it means that they are out there, they're finding clients, they've got leads, and what has happened is their client says, oh, hey, I see that you write blog posts. Is there anything else you can do? And the answer to that is, as much as you can make it, you want the answer to that to be yes. Yes, there is a lot more I can do. <laughs> this is a great way to find work. It's, you know, one gig turns into multiple gigs. That's the best kind of gig to get, assuming that this is someone you want to stay working with. And people really, really like versatile writers. Now, there is something about specializing and niching down, but I think that that is something that's best saved until you really know what you're doing. And it could be that you go into it knowing, yes, this is my thing. I want to write course curriculum. And you know from day one that's what you want to do. Or I want to write case studies. You know that's what you want to do. For a lot of us, we don't know what we want to do. And so, I again, back to the blog posts. That's why I think blog posts are a great point of entry. Once someone finds somebody who can do a good job with the blog post, then they are more inclined to trust them with things that are more substantial. You're more likely to get emails. You're more likely to get web copy. You're more likely to get sales pages. You're more likely to get, you know, course lessons or opt-ins or eBooks or, you know, any of the other things that we're gonna talk about. So enough talking about what we're gonna talk about. Talking about talking about what we're gonna talk about. Let's talk about what we're actually gonna talk about. <laughs> Are you spinning in circles with me yet? Okay, so what else is there? Generally speaking, and I think I've done an episode on this, there's a difference between content writing and conversion writing. For the most part, blog posts are content writing with just a little bit of conversion built in with the call to action and whatnot. Writing a good headline is is conversion copywriting and stuff like that. Um, as you move into more of the types of, you know, writing opportunities that are out there, you're going to get approached for a lot of things. So what I see the most, and the, the, the circles that I hang out in are full of entrepreneurs of um, internet business. <laughs> they are people like coaches, people like um, service providers. They are, um, you know, funnel builders, and some of them maybe sell e-com products. A lot of them sell consulting services of one type or another, or they'll sell done-for-you services, anything from like web design and web development through um, sales funnel strategy, um, course marketing and build out, um, all kinds of things. So like online business people, are my people and the types of writing that my people need these are the things I see the most of probably the number one thing I see is sales pages people need help with sales pages and the reason people need help with sales pages is that they are really freaking hard to write <laughs> um, so there's like two levels there's um, the sales page with the capital S and the capital P and these are the direct response guru genius brilliant marketer type sales pages where we're getting into things like controls and whatever. Um, and then there are some really good templates and there's like, and then there's like the lowercase sales page. So this is things like you can use a template for a sales page or you can, um, I don't know, just write a sales page trying to sell your thing. 
So uh, a lot of us writers start in, there's like, there are two, I would say, there are two levels of writer. There are writers who just want to write. And then there are writers who become obsessed with the writing and they want to be the best. They want to be as good at direct response marketing as they possibly can. They learn everything about studying the market and all the different frameworks and all of that. So if you want to be a writer, there's plenty of work for you. And if you want to be a writer with a capital W, there's also plenty of work for you. Most of my students have not made it to the writer with a capital W um, level of things. I myself am, you know, I consider myself one of those. I don't know that I'm any good at it yet, but I have become obsessed with copywriting. So, um, I, you know, I know the difference. I know what it takes to write a decent sales page, and I know what it takes to be like Eugene Schwartz. <laughs> so, anyway, sales pages are... Um, if there's something you want to get into and um, you're not afraid of them, then I highly recommend you you try to find work. You will probably want to do at least one or two practice rounds. Um, you can practice with selling your own service, you know, sell your own writing service. And you don't have to publish it anywhere. You can just, you know, try to sell a copywriter. Sell a freelance writer to somebody who needs a freelance writer and make that your sales page. Or you can do like a super heavy discount or even do one for free um, to get some practice in. So the number one thing I recommend that you do if you wanna get into sales pages is get a copy of the book, How to Write Copy That Sells by Ray Edwards. He takes you step by step through the thing. And um, I would also look up Courtney Johnston. Um, if you Google, if you look for Courtney Johnston, you will find her. She's actually Courtney Shaw now. C-H-A-A-L is her last name. She got married, I think last summer. Anyway, she writes a lot of really good stuff about sales pages for people who are new to sales pages. Um, so we got sales pages, we got emails. Emails are another thing I see a lot of requests for. Emails are very interesting because there are lots of different ways to do emails. So you can do everything from like the flashy, picture heavy, like store marketing newsletter to the Ben Settle style daily email where you're just sort of telling a story and then at the end you tie it like a, a marketing or a business lesson to it or a lesson to whatever your niche is. And then you say, hey, go buy my thing if you want to learn more. Um, there are the story selling emails that are very storytelling based. And their whole point is to tap into your emotions as opposed to your curiosity. Um, and then there are things like soap opera sequences, which is a type of sequence, um, like a type of email sequence. There are nurture sequences. You want to have like a welcome or like an indoctrination series all these kinds of things. So emails are a lot of fun. There's a whole lot that goes on under the hood of email marketing. Um, another thing you can get into is if you want to go more into B2B copywriting, which is where a lot of the money is, um, if you want like big dollar projects, you want to go into B2B copywriting. Um, and that is going to be things like white papers, which is a fancy name for a report. And companies who buy white papers use them as like a like a lead, what's called a lead magnet. So it'll be like, download our free report on the top 10 mistakes that um, XYZ business owners make on their websites or whatever. And you would be the one to write that report. Um, white papers command thousands of dollars and they can be a lot of fun to write. Um, they're actually a lot of fun to write. Um, you will need some samples if you want to land that. 
Um, let's see, another thing that's big in B2B marketing, in addition to sales pages, in addition to emails, in addition to white papers, is the case study. A case study is a customer success story. It's usually fairly in-depth. It's usually not gonna go over about 2,000 words. And generally speaking, you can charge roughly about a dollar per word for case studies. Um, there's a book called Stories That Sell that's all about how to write case studies and how to break into that niche. It's by Casey Hibbard. I really like her. She's very knowledgeable and it's a really good book. Um, let's see, other types of writing. You've got web copy. Web copy is really interesting. A lot of people don't know what they want when they want web copy. Um, it's, it's sort of a mix between direct response. It's a mix between like conversion copy and content. You need to have all the conversion elements, the call to action, the interesting headlines, and the, the whatever, and the blah, blah, blah. Um, you also need to be interesting in the way that you have to be for content marketing, so or content writing. So web copy typically is gonna be things like homepage copy, about page copy, maybe like a services or a products page. Um, if you're doing something for a, a store, then product descriptions may be part of the web copy. Um, if you're doing product descriptions, you want to charge per product and charge like about $15 per description or so, maybe more depending on how long they want them to be. Um, let's see, web copy can also, you know, it's just like anybody's website. It does not include blog posts. Those are separate. Um, when you're writing web copy, you charge a base rate per page, and then as the word count per page goes up, so does the rate for that page. So when I was doing web copy, it was like, I think it's been years, but I think it was like $100 per page up to 300 words, and then every additional 250 words was, I forget, it was like 50 bucks or something like that. You can get into, I mean, what else is there? You can write lessons for courses. A lot of people, a lot of people are putting out courses these days, so you can write the lessons for that. Um, I've done that for a client. That was that was a lot of fun. I wrote um, lessons for like a mini course for her, and then I wrote the promo emails. That was fun. She's one of my ongoing blogging clients, and she just needed help with the copies, so that was fun. Uh, in case you haven't noticed, I had fun with that one. <laughs> Um, let's see, you can do, oh, podcasting has really taken off and there's like a whole world of stuff you can do for podcasting. Show notes are the big thing there. Um, show notes can be anything from taking the podcast transcript and cleaning it up and publishing it to just sort of listening to it, making bullet points about the topics covered with the timestamps, writing up the links and the whatever. Every podcast person has a different idea of what goes in their show notes. So that is another example of stuff that you can write. Um, and basically, that covers it for the most part. Oh, well, you can do press releases, which I don't really know a whole lot about, but you can charge a lot for press releases. You can, I mean, press releases, you wanna start at like 50 cents a word for press releases. Um, most of them are not gonna be more, see, they're sh they, they are, they, you can earn a lot with a press release on a per word basis, but they're also fairly short. So you have to do a lot of them um, if you want to make a crap load of money. <laughs> um, press releases are going to be, I mean, they're usually like 250 to 500 words. 
max. At 50 cents a word, that's still a $250 project. That's, that's still pretty good, but um, one press release a month is not gonna pay the bills. But that is a service that you can offer, and they are fairly tr structured, fairly templatized. Um, yes, and then you can do your per, per, per um, project rate for that, which, which I like. Um, I'm just racking my brain trying to think of other things, but that about covers it. I mean, sales pages um, and, oh, funnel copy, I would say. Beyond the sales page is the rest of the funnel. And funnel copy is um, things like, you know, the order form. And um, a lot of funnels are gonna have a special offer after the first purchase. Sometimes they're gonna have a second special offer and um, then the confirmation page. So funnel copy is a big one. And then you're gonna have emails attached to the funnel copy. Um, and that's about it. And then I remembered the last thing I wanna cover is social media. There is a lot of need for social media copy. Um, I never did a whole lot of social media, so I'm not an expert and I can't really tell you <laughs> a whole lot about social media because it's not something I like to do a whole lot of. Um, but basically, um, th there, there is a big need there. So if you're looking to get into social media copywriting, um, a lot of times it's gonna go hand in hand with social media management. And um, there are a few social media management um, resources I can recommend. So send me an email if you're interested. Okay, I think that about covers it. That should give you a good idea of what exists beyond the blog post. But ultimately what you wanna do is, um, some people really recommend that you specialize in a particular service. Um, and some people think that that's a good idea and some people think that's a bad idea. And it's really up to you how you wanna run your business. But for me, and I think, um, who is it? This is something that I always did. And then I heard, I think it was Ed Gandia saying, this is something you should always do. <laughs> so that was nice validation. Um, if a client comes to you and says, hey, can you write this stuff too? Unless you are absolutely certain that you cannot, then the answer is yes. I would be happy to work on that for you. And then what you do, first of all, you freak out. Um, either you stand in the corner um, shaking because you're so nervous about this new work that you picked up and you don't know how to do it, which is what I did a lot of, or you do the dance of joy because you got more work and it was so much easier. Like it came to you. That's inbound marketing. It's what we all want. Um, or you do a little bit of both. And then what you do is you pad your deadline as much as you think you can get away with. Like if it should take you two weeks, give yourself three weeks to do it so that you can spend some time figuring it out. And you come into my Facebook group or you send me an email, you'll do better if you come into my Facebook group. You go onto the different blogs. I would probably start at Make a Living Writing. You listen to Ed Gandia's podcast, High Income Business Writing, um, and you search and you search and you search to figure out how you can pull off whatever this new assignment is. And then you try your hardest and you're off to the races. So that's what it often looks like. Um, and basically, the world is your oyster. <laughs> I like to say if you, you know, if you're a writer, then then take on everything. If they say, hey, can you write this? The answer is yes. You don't want to say, no, I only write blog posts or no, I only write whatever. Unless you want to specialize and become that person. If you want to become the sales page person or you want to, and I have a friend who did that, or if you want to become 
the story selling email person. I have a friend who did that. Um, but then again, what she what she doesn't say is on the back end, she sells you on a bunch of other writing services too. <laughs> so um, all that to say, if someone says, hey, can you do this other stuff? Unless you are absolutely sure that you cannot or that you don't want to, the answer is yes. All right, so let me know if you have any questions and I look forward to talking to y'all next week. Hey, did that sound good to you? If you wanna learn more about finding freelance writing clients who are gonna pay you well, pay you on time, give you recurring work, and make you really, really happy <laughs> to be a freelance writer, then I have something for you. It is called Client Bound. It is my new course on how to find freelance writing clients. If that sounds good to you, then I recommend that you go to copychatter.com clients and check it out. And hey, there's one more thing. If you like Copy Chatter, if you listen to this podcast every week, and if you feel like it has helped you, would you mind leaving me a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening? That would be really helpful for me, and I'd really appreciate it. So thank you so much, and I will see you all next week.